Hello and welcome to episode three of the OHL Network podcast. Today I'm pleased to be joined by John Hamill, the OHL Network beat writer for the Peterborough Peach. John, how are you today? I'm doing well, Sam. Very good. Awesome, and we'll get right into things uh, with you covering the Peterborough Peach. Uh, Slow weekend for them this weekend as they're uh, taking on the Sudbury Wolves on Saturday night. What can you expect uh, from Peterborough on Saturday to get two points against the Tough Wolves team? Uh, yeah, just looking at the standings. I was looking at the standings. Um, the top, two of the top three teams in the conference. So it'll be a, a big game for the Peach. Just kind of a tester to see how they compete with um the, the wolves like I, I've, I've seen the wolves once already um basically what i expect is like uh if you shut down byfield byfield's like definitely the strongest player for them uh i've seen i, I saw him in owen sound and they shut him down pretty good so if you can shut down byfield i think he's the catalyst that kind of drives sudbury um should be a good game though like the pizza are playing really well right now i know they started the season with nine games on the road uh, so they have two more this weekend, Sudbury and then North Bay, I think, on Sunday. So, Yeah, for sure. And it's always tough to start on the road at this time of year and not have a home game mixed in there. But the Peets look like they uh, handled that perfectly well. Now, on to the team a little bit here. Mason McTavish, a guy I've seen you tweet a little bit about. Uh, just go into details on what you like about his game so far and uh, what he's brought to Pete's this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fifth overall pick. I've been really impressed with just how he's played. Like, he, he doesn't look like a rookie at all. Uh, just the way he shoots the puck. Uh, he, he always has a nose for the net. He's always around the net, and he knows where to go. He knows how to to finish off the play. He's, uh, as, as I look at the stats right now for rookie scoring in the OHL, he's leading the OHL in goals at 10. Uh, so, so he's been super impressive. He's Right now he's at a point a game, 10 goals, 4 assists. Uh, where is the, so he's leading, leading goals. I think there's one guy ahead of him. Uh, uh, SUNY in auto is leading the league in points, but McTavish has a pure goal scorer for what it looks like. Um, just, just a great nose for the net. Absolutely. And another guy we can talk about here a little bit is Toronto Maple Leafs uh, draft pick Nick Robertson. He's an unbelievable year so far. Uh, just talk a little bit about what uh, Robertson brings to the Pete's as a skilled guy that's been <clears throat> a few years already. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nick Robertson's definitely the favorite player to watch on this team. He's probably one of the biggest reasons I picked Peterborough this year. Um, if you watched his brother Jason when he played for – he played for Kingston and then got traded to Niagara. Um, he was an unreal player, and Nick Robertson's definitely cut from the same fabric. Um, just the way he plays, the way he skates. Uh, he gets so low to the ice. He's not the tallest guy, but he gets so low to the ice, and he skates into the zone. and. Just his stick handling and maneuverability towards the net. He just catches goalies off guard with that quick shot. And it's just so almost at two points per game right now. Uh, leading the team with 16 goals. Not really even close. Uh, he's had a, a lot of great chemistry with uh, SDA, uh, Dur Arguchintsev. That's the mouthful. Um, 
So they, that whole that line has really meshed really well. I think they put Kirk on there too as well. So there are some crazy stats what they were doing just early in the season. They had something like 47 points in like their first six or seven games. It was just ridiculous. Absolutely. And uh, last season, the Peets finished 11th overall in the uh, OHL. What can you expect for the rest of the season for the Peets this year? Uh, where do you think they'll finish in the division and conference? And do you see them making a big playoff run this year? Yeah, I don't think last year went the way they wanted to go. They kind of peter at the end there. They traded for Merkley and didn't work out. Uh, I'd say that's safe to say. So they unloaded him, and this year they're just on the rise. Like everything's positive. They got rid of the distractions for the year, and like we talked about, the nine-game road trip to start the season was. Well, it could have been a really rough way to start the year, but they tackled that adversity and they got through it. I think they were six and three after the first nine. Uh, just looking at today, they're ten and four, and their record at home is two and one. So they've only had three and they're just, they're playing amazing hockey right now. Like, so they're second in the division behind Oshawa. Um, Oshawa is looking like a powerhouse, but I definitely think Peterborough's right. They're going to be at the top the whole year. And I think uh, with the Peets, they just added their third overage player, um, Hudson Wilson. They brought him over from Ottawa. Uh, so they add him to Jacob Paquette that they brought in from, I believe, Niagara. So they got a really like veteran blue line now, um, which is looking a lot better. It was looking fairly young at the start of the year. Uh, so I think the Peets are definitely uh, going to contend in the East, and they should be in the top three is what I expect uh, for the Eastern Conference. But if you just look at uh, another big catalyst so far to their success this year has definitely been Hunt, uh, Hunter Jones and Nett. He's just been a brick wall. Uh, numbers are insane, like 10-1. 10-1 and one is his record with a 2.46 goals against average and a 9.2 save percentage. So he's been lights out, um, drafted by, I believe, the Minnesota Wild. Just going to check that. But he's just been awesome for them. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this weekend. Um, I kind of expect with the big matchup against Sudbury, they'll probably put Jones in, that, in there. Um, and then I would – Ty Austin, the backup, has struggled. He'll probably see North Bay on Sunday, I would imagine. But his he's had a rough year so far, 6.59 goals against average. So he needs to get rolling a little bit here. Uh, so it, with a struggling North Bay team, I, I look to, for Austin to kind of get things going here and start playing better. Um, but if you have that tandem in net, like you can go as far as the goaltending will take you. And I think the Pete's are going to do really well down the stretch. Um, I think they probably could add – Maybe another uh, – they're pretty deep on the blue line, but they could add maybe another score, another kind of a banger guy. They, they're a smaller team up front um, on offense, but so I think they could probably add some size up front, maybe a goal scorer. But I think they're looking real strong right now. Absolutely, and you mentioned a couple of key points that we'll get into here. A big game last weekend against the Mississauga Steelheads, a 10-3 win at home in one of the three games that Pizza played at home. Uh, from that game, what you saw, uh, just talk a little bit about that. It's not easy to score 10 goals in a game any night against any team, but uh, just 
little bit about what you saw from that game and uh, how you think the Pete's handled that in the uh, little brawl they had there too against Mississauga. <laughs> what have you saw it? Did you see any video or did you watch the game? Yeah, I caught I caught a little bit of it, but uh, not too much. Yeah, I just saw some of the highlights. Actually, I went back and watched some of it, but it was just wild. Like, what a crazy game! Like at one point, I think after the first, it was two one Mississauga. So it was just crazy. Um, but yeah, in this league, it is hard to score ten goals. Um, I think it was the goal because it was after the goals. The brawl started. It was seven two at that point. Nick Robertson scored. Uh, to make a 7-2, and one of the defensemen came over and started, like, giving and giving the business. And it was, just, it was just a wild, like, I've never seen some of the stuff I saw in the highlights. Um, I think it was, who was it? Uh, Cole Schwint. Cole Schwint was one of the guys. He got a penalty for fighting, uh, and he was also the third man in. Uh, so he got a misconduct. I, I believe he came off the bench is what the box score said. Yeah, I so he came right off the bench. <laughs> so, go ahead. Yeah, for sure, and that's just something that you don't see every day. No, it's not. So there was the two Nick Canade. I I noticed him. Like I looked over, and he was tackling. I think I believe it's Paquette. So it looked like a UFC move. Like it was just not like crazy. I've never seen anything like that. He was like straddling him from behind and pulled him down to the ice and just wouldn't let go. Which was just like so. I like the next next day. I checked the OHL site and I went on to look for suspensions. And I still, to this moment, I've not seen anything coming from the league on that. And I can't. I'm like, I'm my mind's blown that nothing was. Nobody was suspended for that. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, for sure. I saw that too. The next day, <laughs> I think all three Mississauga guys who were involved in that that could have been suspended out of it uh, played the next day for Mississauga. So. The yeah, I was very, I was very, very shocked at that to see Schwint in the lineup because it said he got a misconduct. Yeah, like there's no mat, no match penalty, but anytime you come off the bench, like that's to me in my eyes, that's a guaranteed suspension. And I know uh, Semyon Durachentiv was involved in the brawl, um, and at one point it looked like he pushed ref, and himself he was just coming off the suspension. He got, he had a, a small fight. It wasn't a big fight, but. He got suspended, I think it was the home opener. He fought Tag Bertuzzi at the end of the game, and it was the second fight on the same play. So he got suspended two games for that. So a little bit of fisticuffs already this year for the Peets. So I just can't believe that there were no suspensions that came out of that. Like, they may come now, but that would be very delayed. But we'll have to, we'll have to check the site. Yeah, absolutely. And a team that you have to watch out for, for sure. I know it happened a couple times last year is Oshawa. It's a big rivalry between Oshawa and Peterborough. So that one will be good to watch all year. No doubt. And now stepping away from the team a little bit into the uh, head coach, uh, Rob Wilson. What have you seen from uh, Rob so far? I know he coached uh, overseas a little bit the last few years, but... uh, what has been your impression so far of what he's been doing in Peterborough this year? Uh, I don't know too much about Rob Wilson. He seems to be kind of a no-nonsense guy from what I can see. Um, just seems to have the guys playing well. Um, not mixing the lines up too much, but just, just the, seem, the team seems to be firing all cylinders right now with a bit of a tough year last year. Like I, I really expected them to do more last year. Um, so it seems like Wilson has the guys playing well. 
Um, and they got a nice veteran core now. And the management group with GM uh, Mike Oak had to make some decisions on what what direction they wanted the team to go with Merkley. Obviously, that didn't work out. So they moved him off to London, and they probably would have liked to get more. But at some point, you just have to look at your team and say, this is a distraction, and it's not helping us move forward. So we got to do what you got to do. And they traded him out and brought in Paquette. So I, I look at Paquette and, and Hudson Wilson as just staple guys. They're not going to put up a lot of points, but they're just steady blue line guys. Um, so that seems to be Rob Wilson's game is play the defensive game first because early in the year, I noticed the Peets were putting up a lot of points, but there was a few games, I think four or five games in, they, were, they had given up the most goals in the league. Um, some of that might have been Ty Austin had a couple of rough games, but I've just been impressed how the coaching staff has kind of brought the team along so far. Yeah, absolutely. Always not good when you get a little bit of a rough start, but uh, Ty <laughs> Austin should be able to bounce back with the team that the Peets have. It looks like they're going to be a strong contender, obviously with Oshawa being in that division and being a top team right now, it might be hard to start, but uh, looking good so far. And uh, yeah, yeah Osh- Oshawa's there. Like I, I think Ottawa's going to hang around most of the year. Sudbury should be up there. Barry's hit or miss, but there are, it's going to be competitive for sure. It'll definitely be the four of Oshawa, Ottawa, Peterborough, and Sudbury, I think, will kind of battle it for the top four home ice spots in the playoffs is what I'll be watching for. Absolutely, and the guy I want to talk to open about now is uh, Zach Gallant, one of the overagers in Peterborough. Uh, what have you seen from him so far? Looking at stats, five goals, four assists for nine points in 14 games, but he's been there for uh, five years now. So uh, just talk about a little bit about his game and uh, what you expect him to do this year for the pizzas in a way. Yeah, uh, that's the third OA spot, uh, and he is also the captain. So he, he obviously brings some of the intangibles that may not show up in the box score, but um, just kind of going through his stats for the, the last couple of years, he actually had his, his rookie year was his best scoring year, and he's kind of trailed off since then. But kind of like I said, he's, he's the captain for a reason. Like the coaching staff sees what he brings to the dressing room and they name him captain. He's not going to light up the box score, and I don't think that's kind of his role in the team. He plays second, third line, kills some penalties, um, but he's a very, very valuable guy. Like, I don't see – I think the OA, the overage three guys are set for the Peets now that they brought in uh, Wilson and Paquette. Like, just very stable guys that probably no drama got, like, from what I can see. And, and uh, Golan's definitely been impressive. Um, He's, he's kind of a grinder guy. Um, I think he's – he has drafted by the Sharks, which is impressive, in the third round. But I think the scouts really noticed him after his rookie year, putting up 21 goals, 26 assists for 47 points. But it is a little bit funny that he's trailed off. Like, he hasn't been able to step, to keep that pace in the points column. But like I said, there's always intangibles that you bring that don't show up in the box score. And I think that's kind of the player Zach Alant is. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you were speaking a little bit earlier about uh, Hudson Wilson. Uh, he obviously <laughs> from uh, the Ottawa 67s, another OA in that team there. Um, 
from what you've seen from Wilson so far and what he gave to the 67s last year, helping them uh, get to the OHL finals, what do you think he can help the Peets do on the back end this year? Obviously, kind of a big hole to fill with Merkley being gone with some of the skill he had, but uh, just go into a little detail on what you think Wilson can bring, uh, either physical or scoring side for the Peets on defense this year. Uh, for what I know about him back when he was with Ottawa, I, I believe he was an assistant captain there. Um, so that, that tells you what kind of player he is. Like, just character guys, I think that was more so what Peterborough was looking for uh, when they were acquiring guys. Like, early in the season, they did have a lot of depth, but it was some rookie depth. Um, so they're looking for character guys. That's what Hudson Wilson brings. He's going to throw the odd hit now and then. Uh, I'm just trying to find – I know he had a big fight the other night. I can't remember who that was against. But I remember – I think it was Nick Robertson took a big hit at the blue line. And Hudson Wilson stepped up and fought the guy. Um, so that's that's kind of what you're looking for in an in a overage defenseman, like someone that's going to stand up for your skilled players. Uh, just back them up to know that I got your back, buddy. Like, you can't – just take out our top score and expect nothing's going to happen. Um, I'm just trying to find where, what game that was. Looks like it was against Mississauga, so it's that big brawl game. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Gonna try to find who he fought. I didn't see who I, it was. I believe it might have been Thomas Howley from what I. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just found that. So Harley got a, an instigating on the play. So there was a big hit, and I I didn't see the hit. I don't know if it was dirty, but anytime you take out the skilled guy, you're gonna pay the price. You should pay the price. Like I don't always think fighting is the best answer, but you gotta stand up for your top players if they're gonna be running your guys for sure. So that that's what Hudson Wilson, in my eyes, brings to the team. Like like I said, he's not gonna put up. He's not going to blaze the scoring columns, but um, he, he's made a deep playoff run with Ottawa last year, and he knows, obviously, the Brian Kilray system in Ottawa. So I think he's a real nice addition to the team on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And your point you're making there, for sure, any kind of big skill guy gets hit uh, the wrong way or it's a dirty hit in any sense, uh, Anyone should step up unless you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which has been clear. <laughs> but uh, it, it was good ah. to see Wilson step up there for uh, Nick Robertson, for sure. Well, that's what they talk about. Like, if you're going to make a playoff run, you got to be hard to play against. You don't want to just let guys walk all over you. you got to be – got to put up some fight. Even if it's not a dirty hit, like a big hit against a skilled player is going to – cause somebody to, to step up and, and you're seeing that with the Leafs right now that nobody wants to get dirty and they're they're too easy to play against but we'll see if that changes yeah for sure and uh here John before we wrap up just uh give the fans who are listening just a little breakdown on uh where they can find all your writing on uh social media and then on the uh OHL network as well yeah I'm trying to put out an article every every week. Um, I'm just trying for Mondays. It's usually Mondays or Tuesdays I get my article out uh, just after the weekend wraps up. Uh, I do work some night shift, uh, my full-time job, so that doesn't always happen, but it'll always be up there. 
Um, I'm always pretty active on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter account is Johnny Bravo. Uh, sorry, at Johnny Bravo underscore zero five. You can find me there. I'm always posting stuff and just retweeting anything that's interesting. Awesome. Well, I would like to thank John for joining us today, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon about uh, Peter Royal Pete. Thanks, John. Thanks a lot, Sam.